In this world, nightmares lurk. They hide in our neighborhoods, walk our streets, wear our faces. But they are not us. They're the world's best kept secret, and we are going to find them. Welcome to Uncanny Valley Cancer Cell. System. And this week we return to a mysterious factory in Chicago's past where Monroe the Vampire, Mason, and Abernathy are sneaking about trying to gain some more information about the situation they have found themselves in. Abernathy, you have just made a critical failure mm-hmm. and walked into the office of the factory's president who demanded. What are you doing here? Who are you? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I must have taken a wrong turn. Uh, my my name is uh, my my name is uh, Abe, and uh, I'm representing Scorpio Enterprises. Scorpio, Scorpio, you you heard of that one, Billy? Scorpio, hmm, I, I... you sure you're in the right building, son? Well, the, the, this is a factory, isn't it? So um the uh one of the men is is older in his 40s. Yeah. With a sort of short cropped hair that's still long in the back. And the other one is younger with a a very uh, of the times undercut and a, a sort of blunt trimmed kind of bowl around the top. Mm-hmm. They both stand and uh the older one steps towards you with his hands kind of on his on his waistband. All right. He's like now, what were you looking for, Sonny? Uh, I was hoping to speak to, uh, well, he just sort of like reaches up and taps the president's sign. Uh, I was hoping to speak to uh, the president of the uh, of the factory here. Well, you're looking at him. What can I do for you? Uh, I'm go- I'm representing my associates here. Uh, I'm uh, I'm currently in charge of a distribution area for uh, for steel ore, iron ore. Ore, ore. Well, you know, we we deal mostly in the in the finished refined product here. You're probably looking for like a smelter. Obviously, I've been mistaken. <laughs> Rightio. Hey, Billy, can you show this guy out? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I I I'm sorry for taking up your time. And he's just sort of like looking around, hoping that he spots either Mason <laughs> or Monroe. And uh, Monroe's invisible still, right? Yes. Or is it Mason who's invisible? I am visible, but well hidden. Oh, okay. Does he? He is the knight. Gotcha. Am I within earshot of this? Um, make me a high low roll. Let's see. We didn't really determine it before. Because we did split fairly definitively. At, at this point, dude, I'm just trying to buy time for you. <laughs> it's not up to me. Low. All right. So no, you're not in earshot. Oh shoot. So the the Billy kind of walks up. And uh, he kind of looks you up and down. He says, uh, where are you from? you got some interesting takes on fashion. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, well, uh, I'm a traveler. These these clothes are largely built from comfort. You see, uh, I, I'm from all the way over in South Carolina. We get an awful lot of our material from uh, from up north around the Appalachian area. Yeah, and... I was I was thinking you had a funny accent. They really talk like that or dress like that down in Appalachia. At this point, you're out in the in the hallway. He's he's walking you. Uh, to an un- un- unknown destination that you presume is the door. I see. Quick question. Yeah. Do I see the rest of the outside from beyond the door? Does it like look like outside the building? Does it, or will I just be dumped off into some sort of white space? <laughs> that you don't know because you're I not. See. You don't actually see the door. You're still very much in the heart of the facility. Gotcha. He's just leading you towards where you assume is the exit because that's where the president told him to take you. Gotcha. Okay. But. He does um he does have the air of sort of an underling and you do get the sense that you could maybe pump him for information without it being noticed so much as because the old guy was pretty keen. I see. But he seems a bit more naive. All right. Well, in that case, uh I will I'll I'll say Now now if you're working in sort of the uh, finished product, what what sort of widget are y'all mostly distribute uh distributing? Uh widgets, widgets, huh? Well, you know, we mostly just work in the finished product, and uh, we don't really get too involved in the ores and things. Well, I mean, uh, yes, of course, but what is your, uh, what is, what is your finished product? What are you in the business of, exactly? Oh, finished products, you know, you know, we don't really get involved in the... <laughs> <laughs> yes, but what? what? What is it that you are manufacturing and then selling, my, my young man? Say, you're pretty curious, ain't you? I am. <laughs> I'm hoping to make some connections, you see. Oh, I understand that. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky to have this job myself. Say, they really dress like that down in Appalachia? <laughs> uh, I'm from South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. South Carolina, I see. I see. Yes, it is a bit of an odd model dress, but like I said, it's mostly for comfort. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, it, I'm a little lost now. <laughs> I got thrown off my game. Uh, the, uh Is there is there perhaps some names that you could hand me? I I do hate it when a uh, when a business deal so or, or a lead runs dry. Is there is there someone else that you can point me to who may be in the business of buying ore? Oh sure sure uh, yeah we get our we got our supplies from having trouble remembering and and, uh, and then they go on over to his lips keep moving but nothing really comes out. Hmm. And I and you said, and then from there they they put on a truck and put over across the Hudson over into, and then they make their way over here where we get it all taken care of. I see, because <laughs> I sure as hell don't hear it. Uh, <laughs> why not? Not that not, not. Okay, uh, I think Abernathy is going to. I think in his position he's going to want to stall for time. Mm-hmm. Is it? Anywho, possible? the front door's over here. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Have you had lunch? Uh, well, no, I, I don't think I have. <laughs> I just need someone to show me around town for a moment. Then that, at which point I'm going to see if I can use like a persuasion roll to just kind of like buy time. Yeah, of course. And then probably try and find a time to get my way back in there. Uh, yeah, let's see. Okay. Uh, persuasion. Oh, good. Nothing in it. That's a failure. Failure? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Well, I tell you what, keep I keep this show. I'm so used to doing Southern, I keep slipping into it. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we got a we got a, a break room on uh, on the side here, and sometimes some of the misses will bring in their casseroles or, or whatnot from from any parties and things. Uh, maybe we can get you some food inside. 
Here, come on this way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's going to leave me somewhere and kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so he leaves you. No one this chirper doesn't commit murder. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's, it's Chicago in the 1920s. You can get away with a lot. He just really likes cinnamon rolls. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so he leads you to, indeed, a break room mm-hmm. um, with some sort of crummy old tables and folding chairs. And... Uh, it really, like, there are all these white patches on the wall where they're perfectly, like, rectangular, like, there are sort of posters and notices, but there's nothing actually written on them. It's all very, like, hollow, like a, an unfinished level of a video game or something. Hmm. Uh, not that Abernathy plays <laughs> games, but, you know, illusions. Anyway. I played Centipede once. <laughs> Smash the damn screen in. And he, he gives you a sort of uh, old... Uh, aluminum foil like TV dinner with with nothing in it, and he like puts it in a microwave where it lights up and spins around and steams. This is the 1920s. There's no actual. There there were I I, I did a project on this in school. There were very early TV dinners in the 20s. Was when they were first manufactured. Well, he's talking about microwaves. And they were oh you're right the microwave you're yeah. right, it wouldn't be a microwave so he would put it in the oven. Okay. Yeah good, good catch. catch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he puts, it, he puts it in the oven, and it, it steams, but there's no food in it. Yeah, I well, was thinking he, this was, like, some cool God machine thing. Well, like. he, he chats to you about nothing uh, that that really makes any sense. He, he repeats himself a lot. Like, his his almost his whole, like, like personality and being is, is sort of just a, a very shallow, like, fragment. All right. I'd say I'd bought you guys some time. Yes. So, Monroe and Mason... We're looking for M and M. For sure it is. It's no, it's not. Don't M and M. Don't call them that. I really don't want those. <laughs> they were looking for a a quartermaster or like a locker room or somewhere they could acquire yeah. some uniforms. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say that they find a, a locker room. Right. With some like lines of. Uh, Sort of metal cases with things hanging in them and name tags on them. Okay. So Monroe um, sort of steps inside. Mason, you follow. Um, you can't see him, uh, obviously, so you kind of just uh, gravitate towards that way. But when you go inside, you see that the room is empty at that point in time. Right. And Monroe drops his invisibility and uh, starts uh, sort of walking along the lines of lockers with his hand on the metal um, until he finds one and stops and then uh, sort of breaks the lock just with his bare hands and opens it. He uh, digs around inside and then holds out a uh, a uniform, like, smock and uh, overcoat towards you. Hmm. For our disguise. I'll take it. Is it actually... Sized appropriately, not not really. He doesn't care that much. Um, are all of them locked? Uh, yeah, a lot of them have locks. Not all of them are locked, but they all have names on them. Mm-hmm. But uh, he just sort of uh, shrugs and he says, "It smells old. I don't think he's been here for a while." He continues walking until he finds another one that he deems appropriate and pulls one out for him. Right. Uh, so he throws his sort of overcoat on and starts buttoning it up. He says. So what do you make of this place? My best guess is that this is a station where the god machine has 
the unmade um, from that era uh, harvesting magic for some source. I don't know how it's being transported, but um, if it's not the <coughs> unmade, I'm not sure what else it could be. But that seems the most likely option. It's already employing them for military services. Why wouldn't it just do the same for production services? So all of these are fragments of people that were and no longer exist. Set to a particular task that they will repeat without end. Monero nods slowly as he slips the uh, the sort of loop of the apron <clears throat> over his head and, and ties it around. As for the particular purpose of this place, I think it was some sort of steel manufacturing plant. That it was, I recall. It was a long time ago, but I do believe that's what it was. So uh, we might be best set to finding how they've changed the process, so we might know how to stop it. Uh, that being how they're harvesting the mana or the energy and what they're doing with it. There's another angle I think matters, though. Yeah. Well, our, our entire motivation was to ask the werewolves from the area, and I never did find out where they went or what happened to them. Is it possible it's not really about the steel and it's more about the personnel? Could be. <clears throat> the god machine harvests its energy from humans. <clears throat> there was a reason we had to attack them economically. They were very strong. Yes. And numerous. Yes. Haven't had to fight one yet. Just vampires. Those werewolves have been reasonably accommodating. Reasonably. Well, I should hope this god machine is as threatening as you say <clears throat> it is, because if I'm going to have to give up my territory to those blasted werewolves in order to undo what we did, well, it'd be a real stain on my record. Yeah, so would the death of all human humans across the board. Yeah. Um, a jest. So, eh, I'm not particularly good at them. Uh, you've got quite the nose. I do too. Let's see if we can't set ourselves to finding this... Cursed magic. Yes. What are Wolf and Darla doing? Are we just Wolf, standing? Darla and JD were all like huddled in a corner. Huddled in a corner. We'll figure that out. <laughs> in I thought a that second. they were in. I could be wrong here. I thought you guys uh -oh. were going to get uniforms for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're doing. All right. I wasn't. I wasn't sure if you guys were just getting like. Mm -hmm. He got one for himself. Yeah. One for me. We need to get one, two, three, four. Five, if we're including Mackenzie, did she come in with us? No, she didn't she come did. up. No, four. She wasn't with okay. us. I just wanted to make sure I could remember what I was doing. Two of them time. need to be very large. Like, <laughs> I don't think there were a whole lot of six, six foot plus people running around in the twenties. Just like there weren't people weren't that big yet. They weak. They don't have a HGB <laughs> system. I'm Russian now. <laughs> so uh, anyway. Well, um, before that. Right. Uh, we need to get two very large uniforms, uh, one for Darla and one for JD. That could prove a challenge. Yeah. Let's how, get to it then. How tall are your characters again? <laughs> JD's 5'10". 5'10", 11". About 6'2". Uh, 6'2". Darla's pretty tall for a woman. Abernathy? Uh, Abernathy's like about 6'2 about to 6'4". Okay, so that's not unreasonable, but yeah. it is tall. Darla's like 5'9", I think. Hey, 
We're yeah. the same height. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan's pretty tall. Mason's pretty short. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not really short. That's just like middling. A little on the low side of middling. So um, Monroe um, goes about the room, and uh, as he finds uh, lockers that smell like the, they have not been used recently, he just taps them uh, to notify Mason for Mason to actually do the searching. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to make you roll because yeah. it's just a matter of time. But as you go about it, he, um, he, he sort of keeps giving you some looks that you pick up on. And after a minute, he sort of uh, rolls his eyes and, and he kind of comes out with it. Yes. Because, uh, I don't often get a chance to pick the brains of hunters. Might I ask, what other vampires have you interacted with? There was a uh, clan that had been picked up by Chiron and was being experimented <laughs> on for Nolmasteris. Uh, Ortega, I believe. And uh, they had a. That was our first encounter for many of us, not me. Make a. Make a intelligence. Academic. Intelligence investigation. What am I reading? It's a remember roll. Remember all. Remember. Three. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Monroe, um, when you say Ortega, uh, spins on his heel, and he, he looks at you kind of sternly, and he says, Ortega, what clan? What Do you, do you recall his affiliation? Um, let's see. And you, Mason, studied at an exceptional success the notes you stole from the laboratory right. a very long time ago. Right. And you rolled three just now to remember it. So you remember that he was a member of the Invictus. Right. Ortega, the, the patriarch of that family. Uh, Invictus, I believe. They found him. Yes. They had him holed up in... Um, where were we? And did he escape? For a time. And then he tried to blackmail us into moving him across state lines, and he died for it. And uh, at that, Monroe's eyebrows raise, and he, he gives a sort of mild smile, and he says, Well, that's very interesting. I appreciate your candor. He, he moves to turn around to keep looking, <coughs> and then kind of reconsiders... In the interest of equal exchange mm. and in appreciation for your honesty, I should tell you he has a brother named Santiago. I told you guys. I fucking <laughs> told you. Right. Darla's like over in that like <laughs> the other side of the fucking factory. Yeah, I'm like, sorry. Ah! I, she's, vindication. She's in, she's in the corner. She's like, I feel like I should be really smug right now. And I don't know why. <laughs> okay. So, would it Matter particularly, it seems he had been withheld from the world for quite some time. In the world of immortals, one is often down, but never out. Right, then how... How does that knowledge get passed on? There are holdings in certain families which are entrusted to other families when they are made uh, indisposed, who enjoy dominion over 
such areas until the original owners come out of torpor and are able to take over. Right. As we get older, we sleep longer and longer, sometimes several hundred years, and so we have, you could say, caretakers and friends. It's very treacherous coming out of a long torpor. You never know if your alliances have been honored. I assume he was trying to move back to his own lands to reclaim the areas which were previously his. The fact that he's now officially dead, whether my kind knows it or not, and the fact that he has a successor who is, I should tell you, particularly brutal. I can tell you. It could prove dangerous. Right, then. So what is poignant for me, then, is how would his would his successor be able to tell <laughs> that death has transpired and that someone in particular might be responsible? At this, Monroe kind of um, strokes his chin and thinks, and he says, As his brother, yes, he would sense immediately when his kin had died. And? Would he know who'd done the deed? No. And if he did not know where his brother had been kept prior to, then I don't see how he could find out. Well, there's only one way now. That is true. That is indeed true. Anyway, I appreciate your information. I wasn't sure if I needed to worry. He came around Chicago a little while ago, and I wasn't sure quite how to handle it. I told him I honestly didn't know, but I had wondered Hmm. how fortuitous that I happened to find the man who did know. And at that point, he opens the last locker and pulls out... Uh, a very uh, oversized uniform, <laughs> and grins, says, It seems our Dr. Wolf will be well taken care of. Oh, good. Let's uh, make our way back before somebody decides they need to clock in or out for the day. Back on the factory floor, mm-hmm. the rest of our party have been tasked with hiding and keeping a low profile. Let's see how they do. <laughs> oh, boy. So what are we? What are we? Well, I'm just gonna backtrack time to when they when you were left, pretty much. Um, so you're all hiding behind a large piece of machinery as uh, activity buzzes all around you. <laughs> so should we like find a closet somewhere or like? Yeah, yeah. A closet. A closet sounds good. A closet sounds really, really good right now. We're, we're gonna have to walk out through everybody to get to a closet. Well, we'll just pretend like we're supposed to be here. <laughs> and then when, when they come back, how are they supposed to know that we're in a closet? Can we write a note, maybe? Does anybody Find the nearest closet. Pen and paper. Um, uh, I'll look through my bag. Because um, Darla always carries a bag with her. Um, maybe do I have some like lipstick I could write on one of the sides of the machine? Yep. You, yeah, you're Darla. You've got um, lipstick. All right. So we need to spot where what closet we're going into first. <laughs> We're in the closet. Signed, Wolf, JD, Darla. <laughs> We're in the closet. Signed, the non-straight party members. And JD. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, do we? can I cast a glance around and see if there's any any decent hiding spaces? In the yep, area? you can do a wits investigation. It's been a little bit... Jump in one of the gigantic steel crucibles. I'm pretty sure it'll work out. Yeah, it'll work. Two successes? Wits investigation to find a closet? Yes. 
Two for me. Yeah, Wolf is still distracted, so I'm not going to be rolling. Three. JD, do you need to tell us something? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, JD, so so while it's true that most of your activities would require you to make a bit of a scene in your modern clothes, there is behind this, so you're you're situated (laughs) behind a big piece of machinery. There's a brick wall with factory windows all down the side nearby, and another machine on the other side of this little gap that you're in. If you hug the wall and you go behind that, you do see a little doorway that looks like some kind of a utility closet, and you think you could probably get there without being noticed too much. Why don't you go to that one right there? Okay. Okay, so Darla and Lipstick, <laughs> it's red, of uh-huh. course, um, writes, uh, puts, puts a little like, arrow and says, like, we are in the closet over there, XOXO, Darla. <laughs> okay, it takes your whole lipstick to do it. Yeah, that's fine. It's kind of a long message. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just put it in. Uh, I've seen enough RuPaul's Drag Race to know that lipstick actually doesn't last very yeah, long. It's a terrible as a, as writing a substance. <laughs> it's a terrible writing substitute. I'll just bail Mason later, it's fine. <laughs> and uh, you all make your way into there. Um, so inside the closet, it is, in fact, a, a utility closet with, you know, um, lots of like brooms and dustpans and, and buckets and things. But there is a uh, clocking in and out mechanism on the wall and a table <laughs> with some time sheets. Uh, like It's like a, a bin with lots of slots in it and all the time cards sticking up out in, of it. In the closet? Yeah, in this closet. You've actually found their like clock in and out room. This is probably not the best place to be if they have a shift change. Fuck. Uh... <laughs> Oh but, no, I'm going to have to write a new message. I don't have any more lipstick. <laughs> Sorry, lipstick's probably cheap. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mason's going to get a shock when it comes in my monthly. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get a shock. $14,000 on lipstick. <laughs> uh, should I tell them? <laughs> so the time cards have names on them. Um. So before... Before... We decide to make another plan. I think Darla's going to go look. Take that very subtle hint and go and look at those time cards. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the fact you'd expect JD to go look at the names like a smart person would. Okay. I didn't know who would split where when I designed this module. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> and Wolf is just kind of pacing the room. Yeah. And, and Wolf is, is trying not to go on an absolute vampire bender here. I feel like it's just like Monty yeah. Python hand of God just like comes down to the ceiling and is like ding 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 ding. A one oh one. I forgot that Wolf's currently on a whole thing from yeah. the vampire. Yeah, no. Uh, he would the be the brains. Dad, Dad is not home right now. Dad's not home. <laughs> All right, so I looked through the time card. We're like guiding him into the closet. J- Jesus Christ! Just sit. He can't help it. Where the fuck can I sit? There's a there's a bucket over there. Sit in the bucket. My fat ass will destroy that fucking bucket. (laughs) Although it pays, but do quiet. I love that bucket. Looks solid. I'm just saying. (laughs) It's steel, but whatever. So, you you check out the time cards out of sheer random curiosity. Uh, Definitely random by a higher force. Um, God said so, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Jesus told me to go check these time cards. <laughs> 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 and uh, you find you find a, a time card. Um, 
And it says their positions on the time cards. They're like positions in the factory. <laughs> and it, it says um, uh, head of production, Walker Scott. Okay. Does that supposed to ring any bells? Or? No, it's 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 nothing familiar. She just notes as a a constant social climber who's always looking for an upgrade. True. She she sees the the title of the person and and thinks, oh, he might be someone important. He might know what what what's going what, on. Here. Um, you said he's the head of production. You said it was head, head of production. Walter Scott. Yeah. Walker. 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 As in Texas Ranger. Texas Ranger. Yes, Walker yeah. as in <laughs> Texas Ranger. Okay. <laughs> I'm wearing a I hate myself face right now oh, for good. the listeners. Good, 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 good. Um, which is what you should as a GM. Yeah. You know how hard it is to pick names that don't have any kind of associations? It is really is he, difficult. Is he clocked in or out? I give up on it. He's clocked in. Okay. Uh, any other names stood out to me, or is that just the only one? Um. Yes, that's the only name that would have a time card. Okay. It's important. Though you do notice that a lot of the the, the names <clears throat> on there are not real names. They're kind of just like... Jeezy Pete's. <laughs> Jeezy Pete's. It, it's, like, it's like G, like scribble, scribble, like oh, okay. dash. A couple of them just have initials. They all look like doctor signatures. Yeah. Or, or just, do they kind of look like key smashing? They can, they, yeah, they look like key smashes. Actually, is what they look like, or they look like okay. they look like redacted almost. Mm. Like like portions of them are just not there. So I think Jared is going to pull it out of the like it, if it's anything like clocking machine I've ever seen. There's like little slots for the different time cards in them. Yes. And she's going to pull it out of its slot and like sort of tap the name and go. Um, so I think this is the guy we need to we need to try and track down. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Jikafachikabi Gaskafanitche. Oh, from the New York? Jaskafanitche? <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think that's the guy we're looking for. Uh, yeah, so I think we need to find this guy, but I guess we got to wait until Mason gets back? I don't know how we're yeah, going to get across this. we need some, the... like, regular people clothes, I guess. Yeah, like old-timey, like, <laughs> yeah. white guy clothes. All yeah, right. probably. <laughs> All right, I guess we can maybe wait a couple minutes and see if they're going to come back here. Or, yeah, I mean, or do you think this is like a bad spot to be because check in, clock in? I mean, people. Yeah. I we mean, can just attack them with mocks. I mean, it's less suspicious than if we were, you know, just found just like chilling behind a machine. Yeah, I guess I'm a lady and this isn't really ladies' spaces at the time, so. Right? Yeah, probably. I mean, hmm. Actually, Fuck, why is this room so small? Are you okay? <laughs> what on earth would make you think I'm okay right now? Well, that's, I'm not actually asking if you're actually okay. I just want you to talk about it. Yeah, I think we're all a little off, but it's like 1920 Chicago, so... No, but you're acting like a, like a caged, like... I hate to say bear because you're so hairy, but... But, like a caged... Wolverine. If the If the gay moniker fits, wear it. <laughs> uh, fuck me, okay. No, like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of coming down. It's uh, there's a fuck. Okay, I'm gonna open the window. Don't mind me. There's no window in here. There's a closet. There's a closet holds. with blocks in it. <laughs> and open the door. What the fuck are you doing? Stop. Uh, there's no one out there right now. Darlene, like, <laughs> like, kind of closes it quickly, but like quietly. Stop. What are you doing? I'm 
freaking the fuck out, okay? Why are you tweaking out so hard? Have you have you ever been bit by a vampire, yeah. Darla? No. <laughs> okay, then you wouldn't get it. JD, you you yeah, get you it. Yeah, you can act like this when you got bit by that vampire. I mean, it's weird, but you're gonna have an. Do you have like allergic reaction? Do you have like peanut tea? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I I I can't do this. I can't do this right now. Okay, but JD didn't. He didn't. He didn't react like this. Is it because you're because you're uh, 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 I'm a druggie, you idiot. Oh. Uh, that's right. Well, does it feel Holy good? Holy fucking shit! Did it? Did, did you guys just put that together? I don't know what it's like, dude. Is it nice? I thought well, it would hurt. That's not the first thing I think of when I think about you, but you know, I guess it's there. Well, I appreciate that. Oh, fuck me! Oh god. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. JD, I need you to punch me. Okay, I punch him. Wait, wait, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit, roll, hit, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's a small space, and he's a bear. Roll damage. Well, he's, yeah, he's not trying to avoid the hit. <laughs> yeah. Let me just skip straight. What, what am I? What am I doing for damage? Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to hit him hard. All right, just one dashing one. You hit him. Boom. Oh God. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. Fuck. All right. All right. Okay. One thing at a time. All right. We're in the 1920s. It's a checkout <clears> room. <throat> All right. Okay. We're fine. We're fine. I'm fine. Fine. Wolf is not fine. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. At that point, I think um, Mason and and uh, Monroe come back. So <clears throat> Monroe kind of materializes out <clears throat> of nowhere. And he says, uh, yeah. fine, are we? Jesus, can you not Wolf, do that? like, pushes himself against the wall as <laughs> much as he can. <laughs> do you not have to use doors? Here, just... put these on. Yeah, I'm, Mason's taking uh, Wolf's suit and is walking up to him. Deep breath. Deep breath. Deep breath. Right. Put this on in the corner. Just look at the wall for a minute. Get yourself some time. That's the plan. Thanks. Um... Did Abernathy not come back? We thought he was with you. Yeah, I thought he was with you. Yeah. I thought he went back. Was he? He went with you guys when we split up. Wanted to go find clothes or talk to somebody? I don't remember. Oh, that stupid motherfucker. (laughs) So no alarms have been raised. No. So he hasn't (laughs) been discovered yet. No. Well, last time we left him alone, he came back with magic powers. It can't get a whole lot worse. Oh, yeah, it totally can. Don't say that. Let's go find him. <coughs> Wait, we gotta change first. So, um. Well, hurry up. Yeah, I guess they strip and put their new uniforms on. Were they just like jumpsuits or? They're they're like Dr. Horrible kind of jackets. Okay. With aprons over them. So, I mean, you could just throw those on. But in like a, yeah, in like a sad kind of greenish gray color. Hmm, not really sure how Darla's going to pass here, but uh, I guess we just need to kind of look there, at it. There are other women working in the factory. Oh, there are other women? Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure. There's a lot of women, actually. Hmm. Young women. Hmm, okay. Yeah, there's work here for women. And, well. and actually, a few, 
a few uh, teenage um, like girls and boys uh, <laughs> between fourteen and, and like sixteen years old. Okay. That's unfortunate. America before child labor laws. You gotta love it. Gotta is this love pre it. or post the jungle? Uh, it's about con- uh, contemporary with the jungle. Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyway, so Darla just sort of like I guess pulls back her hair and puts the jumpsuit on. It's hilariously oversized. And mm-hmm. um, uh, we get going. Where do you think he went? <laughs> okay, so uh, did we, if he where followed, did he split off from you guys? If he followed us, there's a couple we, teas he could take. We went this way. Yeah, there's. I think he might have taken that tea. So, wait. So yeah, they retraced their steps. <laughs> Hold on, I, I know what mage smells like. <laughs> God, what, this is weird. What pray tell does mage smell like? Cinnamon it's, rolls. It, oh, well, I don't know if mages smell like that, but Abernathy smells like. <laughs> it's like, wasn't it kind of like, burny, spicy? I have it written down. Some flavor of unpleasant. It's Abernathy in real life smells like. Sweaty leather and <laughs> yeah. smarties. And weed. And weed. And weed. And weed. Sweaty and leather and smarties. Mm. You should release like a perfume brand. <laughs> <laughs> you have not brought up his character preference for smarties. That's the thing, you've never seen him eating them. <laughs> it's just called neckbeard scents. <laughs> he just carries them around. <laughs> oh, the neckbeard. Oh, yeah. the neckbeard. There's a I think at cons around here where there's like somebody that sells like, like, like anime candles and mm-hmm. I always wondered if they have like sweaty body flow what? like as an essence oh. <laughs> what do you, what do you, how do you make a candle animes well, like, when you like, get to the bottom you of the just candles, theme it, you it, theme it after like a, a character right? you name it after a character yeah mm-hmm. and then you put scents that you might but yeah I, uh, I, I think that they should release one called Confunk too just, that smells like please God, third no. day of Gen Con mm-hmm. or like uh. Yeah. Why would you buy a candle where the whole point is to not burn it? Yeah. And, or like neckbeard nest. <laughs> it's to play you know? a prank on someone you don't care for. <laughs> Smells like old food and Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, so mages, they, they have a, a sort of a spicy yeah. scent that like burns your nose. And it smells kind of like chai. Hmm, <laughs> that's nice. It smells way better than Smarties and Leather Daddy. Yeah, yeah he, he smells a lot better to you now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. You don't have to have to ignore the underlying BO whenever you're near him anymore. Uh, do, you, do you want me to roll, or am I comfortable enough with this that I can just follow it? Um, since it's <coughs> just, just recently changed, I think you do have to try a little hard. Okay. What was it again? I forget. He doesn't have that full mage stank yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll I don't go, have that we'll full mage stank. He's not been around the carousel enough times, you know what something. I mean. <laughs> um, I think it's, uh, it's wits and your merit. Okay. Rare form today. <laughs> We're back, baby. Mm, that's a lovely bouquet. <laughs> what is that? Smarties and leather? Leather? <laughs> I know my own kind of the smell. You're <laughs> <laughs> very nasally group. <laughs> hey, I don't sniff people. That's you, Mason. Two successes. This point's basically a fetish. Uh, with two, you can at least determine that he did go down the other <laughs> side of the fork. Um, motion that way and start walking. Uh, keep your eyes and ears open. <clears throat> so Monroe falls into to step beside Darla as they're walking, and he kind of gives you a, a sidelong kind of half smile, and he says, you didn't tell me you had a veritable bloodhound. Well, you know, Mason has a lot of talents. <laughs> 
I, you know, sometimes I don't know if I believe him, but he's usually, his notes usually lead us right. Winky face emoji. <laughs> Your friends, I must say, are an eclectic bunch. Well, I think, I like to think it was just because we're weird, but the more hunters I meet, I realize you just <laughs> have to be a little weird to get into this business. I can't say I've ever spoken to them very much at length. No, I, I can imagine you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and at that point, they, you guys come upon the president's office with the closet next door to it. Uh, the door is still open, and the, uh, the sort of president is sitting inside um, with, he sort of, there's like a glass window overlooking the shop or the factory floor, and he's sort of standing at the window watching things go about. Beyond that, on the other side, is a break room uh, where you can hear Abernathy talking loudly inside with uh, Billy. And uh, so you're quickly kind of pulled that way. And I was then uh, he had met with the president. This is good. And then he, he kind of, uh, Monroe at that point kind of smiles and he says, uh, Well, I think we know what happened here. You hear from inside the room. He got uh, the munchies. <laughs> you hear from inside the room. And at that point, I just pulled down my trousers all the way. And just squat over the man's grave. All right, we better stop him. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, and personally, a lot of people may, t- may take umbrage with that, but he's my great-great-great-grandfather. Abe! Abe! Oh, Dr. Wolf! We need it on the floor. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm having a discussion here. Uh, Abernathy, is, does he see Monroe? Yes. Okay. Yeah. At which point he just said, uh, uh, he just... Waves him in here. Oh, just a moment. Uh, this is Monroe. He's the man who uh, who sort of introduced me to this whole endeavor. Uh, Monroe uh, takes it with with uh, great uh, ease. Mm-hmm. He sort of steps forward and and uh, extends his hand. He says, uh, "Indeed, Jefferson Monroe. Nice to meet you." And while he's doing this, uh, Abernathy is kind of behind the man. And uh, uh, what was his name? Jimmy. Billy. Billy. He's behind Billy, and he just sort of like is motioning to Monroe with with like uh, hypnosis, like motion from the eyes, uh, just like uh, like make it uh, put folds his hands together and rests his head on it like a pillow, like <laughs> Monroe. Um... Pull him down <laughs> <laughs> to sleep. He he nods very slowly, like he thinks you're a little bit off your hinges. Well, <laughs> and then he says, "Ah, oh, yes, Abe and I go way back. We are excellent friends from the old country." <laughs> <laughs> South, yes, South Carolina. <laughs> yes, so the old country in South Carolina. The very same. Where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> Boss, we're, we're going to be behind if we don't get going soon. We're, we're already behind schedule. We probably should get going. Oh, yeah, you definitely should see that. Definitely. Oh, yes, we wouldn't want you to get behind. Say, they really talk like that in the old country? Uh, we're very eclectic. Pineapp <laughs> <laughs> Monroe makes a hasty retreat. There's, there's lots of the, the many regional dialects within South Carolina. It's like England. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, you didn't? You were going to hypnotize him? <laughs> He steps out and he looks at him and he goes, and what makes you think I hypnotize anyone? Well, vampire. Look, I, I'm not a dominator, Jesus. You don't all do that? 
I'll sit. Minrogue <laughs> just sort of like gapes a little and he's like, I think this may be a discussion for another time. Uh, right, we're making a scene. <laughs> uh, Abernathy is just going to say, I'll just see myself out. And then he's going to cast invisibility on himself. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have to roll for that, or is that a rote? I, I do have to roll for it just to see if it's successful, and no, it's not a rote, not yet. Oh god, <laughs> hopefully it fails, and you're just like, Ugh. Please fail. I'll, I'll spend a minute on it if I have to. Where did you go? Uh, oh. oh no. <laughs> we actually just pretend he goes invisible. You is it forces? Shit, where'd it go? <laughs> you guys continue, I'll let invisible. you know how it goes. God, that invisible spell was good. It's so good. <laughs> Stealth one, sneak 100 me. Already experiencing that mage life. I'm just trying to play right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mage is a system, right, you play right, with right. the book in hand. And I do. <laughs> you never get I'm to doing it down. right. Okay, so, walk and talk, walk and talk. Yeah, we're um, walking and talking, we're looking official. Um, um, while we were in that closet, I found this, and she like holds up the time card. I think if we're going to find anything out about this place, this is the guy we need to talk to. Right. What uh, department is he in? I just said head of production. Head of production. Uh, he might be behind us then. No? Would they... I'm assuming that's like a foreman. Right. So maybe yeah. he's like standing up somewhere high and yelling at people. Because mm-hmm. I know stuff about factories. Mm-hmm. From TV. Be within radio or earshot of the boss. Probably so. got a big old microphone. Right? They have those then, right? We need to find so our... So he's probably upstairs. <laughs> well, no, the only guy who was upstairs <clears throat> is that president fella. Yeah, Monroe leads you down a set of stairs onto the, the lower floor. But you, there is a man standing kind of amidst the chaos directing people. Mm-hmm. And uh, Monroe kind of uh, laces his fingers behind his back and nods in that direction and says, I think perhaps that's him. Right. Okay. Well, so how are we going to talk to him? That's not my specialty. I'm trying to figure out what they're, where, where all this product's going. We might have to meet. Well, hey, you were talking side. to that fella in there. Um, you turn and you see that Abernathy is no longer visible. Abernathy, I know you're here. You were talking to that Oh, fella. good, it worked. <sighs> you are talking well, to that guy in there. Did he say <laughs> what this factory made? No, he didn't. In fact, when I talked to him about it, uh, well, I stopped hearing what he was saying at all. Not for lack of trying, it just faded out. Jesus just gonna kind of reach where he hears. You you, you feel him <laughs> like you like your hand presses on his voice? coat. Okay. Can I help you? That's odd. <laughs> back back to what we're talking about, Catherine. Yes, Come yes. On. <laughs> uh, it, his voice faded out whenever I asked him details on anything. He gave me some shipping details, or at least attempted to. I guess it's somehow connected to New York. He mentioned the Hudson. Hmm. Wait. Buckle. Yes. Are there any windows here, or a front door, perhaps? Um, there are large factory windows, you know, the sort of square ones that all, like, rotate on one axis and kind of open up to let breeze through. They're closed mm-hmm. because it is winter, but they are uh, lining both sides of this and letting, like, sort of a lot of light in from outside. Okay, so it's not like we're in a void of 1920s factory life. Is there anything through well, the windows? Well, I mean, the windows are just <laughs> white from the light. You can't see details outside of them. Huh. Um, okay, poignant question. This light isn't harming Monroe? He doesn't seem concerned about it. No, it doesn't harm Monroe. Okay. Wait a sec. Okay, windows, vampire. 
is there a there's no fire exit because we didn't get those for another couple decades because horrible things. Yeah. But is there a front door? I think we're in some sort of. Do you ask of, that out loud? I'm asking you, the GM. <laughs> I mean, from you that you could guess of a direction. I mean, it is basically a long, like rectangular building, so it's either on one end or the other. Um, All right. Uh, you guys wait. Give me one second. I want to check something out real fast. Somebody go with him. And I'm gonna. We shouldn't split off like this. Anymore. I'll go with him. No, not you. All right, I'm going with you, Wolf. All right, so I run to one end of the building to see if there's a door. Is there? There is a door. Yes. I open it. Okay, so uh, you open the door. It does open for you. <laughs> When you open the door <laughs> for was, you, for that you. was phrasing a very <laughs> for you. Make of it what you will. Okay. <laughs> when you open the door, you um, see a sort of expanse of white fog and light, and as you sort of take a few steps into it. It starts to clear, and you see a sort of a void outside. But in that void, you can clearly see ahead different um, sort of mists of colors and and the the hints of other masses of of, of existence or land or beings, uh, things out there that you can't make to- full sense of yourself. And it it does remind you quite a bit of traveling through the hedge. Not in the way it looks, but in the way it feels. Does it remind me of the bar in Chicago? Very much so. Cool. I turn around and walk back into the factory if I can. Yeah, you can. Well, you kept the okay, door open. Good. Um, yes, I did. You only took a, like a little bit of a, of a step out. Yep. Close that behind me. Well. Oh. Uh, yeah, we're in a 1920s pocket dimension of factory life. Right. This is God Machine. Yeah. There's nothing out there. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're just... <laughs> I bet if I started talking about movies, we could go through that uh, written world again, but I'm not really in the mood. Right. Let's just skip that. <clears throat> yeah, let's skip that. Um, you good, Mason? You? Mason? <laughs> I actually buy that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, regardless, I mean, so we need, we, we need to handle this plane, this spot. Yes. This spot with that name. <laughs> I don't think anything else here is real. Well, just the, mm-hmm. the magic's real and the people are on maids. Effectively, yeah. Right. We're real. That guy is <clears throat> real. And that guy might be real. So... How do we want to do this? I think, or we're not there. It's just you two. Well, I'll, I'll say you guys could walk and talk <laughs> yeah. your way back yeah. to the group, and the group witnessed the end of that conversation. Well, what I think we need to do is we need to talk to this Walker fellow. I think. Yeah. I think yeah. we should just. I mean, we're not NPCs in this <laughs> world, I guess. So, like, if you want to speak to him, we just come up and be like, "Hey, you're gonna answer some questions." 
Well, then, uh... Maybe Monroe can go and hit... Wait, you can't do that, can you? You can't hit and tax people. No, I cannot. It might be in our best interest not to talk to him as employees, because he would know that we are not employees. Maybe we can go and talk, like, up to him, like we're employees, and then, like, pull a gun on him and be like, you're gonna come with us. Have you tried hypnotizing people? <laughs> what if you, like, squint real hard? <laughs> Is this something you haven't, like, tried enough yet? Oh my goodness, are we really going to talk about this now? <laughs> I mean... Honestly, I'm just curious. I swear, like, Cause so JD, far, you've been hypnotized with some people. Yeah, there's like all of them. Monroe, what are the downsides then of me just seems setting the pretty building consistent. on fire? Then it seems you were unfortunate to run across the same pedigree of vampire every time. Uh, yeah, Stephen. Yeah, well, they're uh, <coughs> trying to figure out if this man can hypnotize people, and he can't. Wolf is approaching. Uh, Walker. Okay. <laughs> Watch out for roundhouse kicking. Can always count on on uh, on on Wolf to cut right through the Gordian knot. I always like the idea that the camera pulls back, the panel pulls back a little bit. <laughs> everyone's talking, and there's like a blinking outline where Wolf was. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely a character trait. So yeah, you walk up. Um, uh, the the man has Scott uh, in like stitched on his apron. Um, he stands with authority, and he's directing uh, everything that's going on. He notices you come up, and uh, he says, uh, yeah, well, what, do you, what do you need? You done with your task? I can give you a new task. What do you need? Yeah, I'm done with my task. I got, uh, I got all those things loaded you wanted. Uh, quick question, boss. Uh-huh? When was the last time you went on break? Um... He starts as if to speak, and then he sort of freezes, and then he rewinds and looks up, and he says, uh, what's up? You done with your task? You need a new task? I can get you a task. Yeah, I'm thinking about unionizing. <laughs> I already have a small riot set up out back. Uh, he kind of, like, twitches, like, like, shoulders stay still, but his head kind of moves in a really unnatural way. And his whole, like, sort of being, like, flickers in and out. Sort of like the static at an end of a, at a VHS tape. And uh, with that, his kind of seeming drops. And he's revealed to be this sort of mass of coils <laughs> and cogs and, and machine parts all in a, a trench coat and, a, and an apron that's just sort of, like, like still <laughs> and, and twitching around. Does this look familiar? Uh, probably to the listeners. <laughs> so you're saying he's three cogs in a trench coat? Yes, he's three cogs in a trench coat. I mean, do the cogs look like Angel Boy from a while ago? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does look like that. When when he was defeated and he disintegrated into those materials, that's what this guy looks like. What was the guy's name? Will? Will something? I don't know. I don't remember. Wyatt. 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 I think we're kind of looking on like, oh shit, and I think Darla's gonna look around and see if anything else has changes. Um, yeah, the the workers all move around, but rather than looking <laughs> lifelike, they start to look sort of like like mannequins or cardboard cutouts. They're just sort of wheeling around on circuits. Um, you start to notice that what seemed like a really organic crowd around you are really a bunch of people walking predetermined circuits and just sort of repeating the same things. Okay. Yes. I would like to sneak. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Roll me uh, dexterity subterfuge. 
Well, it looks like all these outfits were superfluous. Can I just use stealth instead? Yeah. It is nice to dress up every now and again. I mean, this is more dressing Three down. But all right, you are stealth. I get your point. Um, does there seem to be like one central machine, or is it a bunch of different other machines in this factory? Like, not the things roaming the floor. I mean, like the big whatever they're machines they're maintaining. There are eight sort of large um, engines, basically, that everyone is operating around. Four on either side, and an aisle down the middle, where uh, you are talking to this creature. Is it like a turning engine? Is it like a big? <laughs> what kind of? What does it look like? Um, yeah, they, they look like boilers. Um, they, they have sort of large windows that people feed, uh, material into, and large sort of pipes and meters that, with, with dials on them, that all kind of go into these large, uh, pressurized chambers, <laughs> and then, um, the, like, tubes go back into the floor and feed off all in a line, like, they all kind of come together from each machine into a cluster of tubes that all go towards the back. Where does this, do they just go into a wall, or is there like a, a room that They go through? into the wall where the door that Wolf went through is. I see. Does there look like there's any kind of like shut-off valves, or or something that I mean, disrupt the, the factory The best way with? to stop it from functioning would just be to stop feeding material into the machine. Okay. So is, is, is... Walker just now a bunch of cogs just kind of whirring there. Twitching. Well, yeah, he, he's twitching and whirring, but he he is still speaking with his voice that has kind of a mechanized quality. It's, it actually sounds like it's made up of a bunch of clips of, of other people talking from, like, news reports and TV shows. It's like a bunch of different voices that cut in and out by the word, like an auditory ransom note. <laughs> and... Um, he he says, uh, uh, do you need a task? I can give you a task. <laughs> My name's Wolf. What's your name? My name is Walker. How long have you been doing this, Walker? <laughs> long time, seems like. Do you still want to? Never want to. Just do. It's my task. I've been given a task. What does your task do? My task makes infrastructure. Hey, JD? Uh-huh? Am I coming over here? Uh-huh. He's coming over? Yeah, just... just I'm just, also just looking around... Don't, don't bump into that... Don't bump into that mannequin. He's coming right towards you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking around for uh, any loose piping. Okay. You can wait to investigate that if you'd like. I'll try. Yeah, what about a water hose? <laughs> I already told you wow. what to do. <laughs> Uh, four. Okay. Um, yeah. The So you're walking down the center aisle. And there's four on each side. The second one on the right side. The 
um, okay. pipe that goes into the center seems to have been patched <laughs> a couple of times. Seems to have some like extra material that doesn't. It's not the same mm-hmm. age as the rest of the facility. It's like newer. Okay. Wrapped around one pipe, and it, it does look like <laughs> if you were trying to sabotage something, that would be a good place to start. <clears throat> okay, I'll go over. What's up, Wolf? Hey, um, <clears throat> mind if I burrow your trauma real fast to help prove a point? Uh, I don't know what that means. All right. So, yeah, you can punch me again later for this if you want. Uh, so, Walker. Yes? JD here is a lot like you, actually. He was made to do something, and he did it for a very long time. And it kind of sucked after a while. But JD, you stopped doing that because you figured out, you know, what made you happy, right? I mean, I wouldn't phrase it exactly like that, but sure. Go on. (laughs) I mean, Walker, I'm talking to Walker. What does Walker want? Does not compute. Identity Walker cannot be found. You just said you're Walker. You had a job. You had an identity. You had one until, like... (laughs) This facility has been compromised. Destruction of facility initiated. Facility will destruct... In 15 years. What happens in 15 years? Facility has been compromised. Please remove yourselves from facility, or infrastructure will be (laughs) compromised. That sounds... bad? Yeah, it doesn't sound great. So, um, while that's been going on, uh, Darla might have found Mason over by the, like, input part of the machinery. Mm-hmm. And he's just been, like, shoving stuff off the belt, feeding it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there you, uh, don't you mind helping me? Do you... Uh, did I see when J.D. looked over to that part of the pipe that had been pa- patched? Mm-hmm. Or was that for everybody, or is it just J.D.? It was just a J.D. moment. Okay. He didn't say anything. He just noted it. I mean, I'm down to destroy <laughs> stuff. Okay. <laughs> There's one more thing I need to do before we leave, but we need to leave soon. Okay. Shove. Abernathy would like to help. Well, that's the thing, is that how are we going to stop from these nothing? engines from yeah. like, doing stuff? They can just like start feeding it again, and that's not going to do much, you know? <laughs> I bet. You have somebody who can break this thing really good. I'm just saying, like, if you want to mm-hmm. stall out an engine, you put sand in it, not gasoline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Abe. Yes? Would you come here, please? You, you I speak bum, to bum, the. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, I I need to go find something really quick. Darla, can you can you set him to the right task here? Abe, I need you to push off this material from getting into that furnace boiler. Well, but also we were gonna break it, right? Yeah, but we also need to break it. But we need to find stuff to find to break it. So well, which we do you want? Do I, think I can, can do both. Yeah. 
Hey, I'm... you can do that stuff with your mind now. Yes. Can you destroy this thing? Hell yes. Yeah, do it with your brain power. All right, I'm setting to it. Uh, <laughs> I want, because we're already in the ship, to go find the finished product. Okay. And I want to take some with me. Sure. That being infrastructure? Um... Or they called it. Yeah, though? we'll we'll have to we'll have to figure out what that means okay. in a second. But uh, in the meantime, while you're all trying to make sense of how to deal with this situation, Monroe really hasn't been uh, moving a lot. He's been kind of just standing <laughs> and like kind of watching this exchange happen. And uh, as he sees you all start to kind <laughs> of mobilize, he uh, he looks to Darla, and he says. Uh, Darla, if I recognize someone here, would that mean that they are unmade, or... Oh, shit, that's a hard question. It could be the original guy, um, or are you talking about one of the robot people? Well, I'm not sure, because it was the president we passed just briefly when we were looking for Abernathy. Yeah. Darla can tell the difference. I can tell the difference. You want me to go and try and talk to him? I think perhaps we should before we proceed any further. All right. Let's go. Okay, so looking... So you just left me to just smash shit? Yeah. How are you smashing the shit, actually? <laughs> okay. well, I'm sure there are options. Th- plenty. There are many ways in which I can do my dark works. All right, we'll go through your tomes and tell us your dark works. <laughs> but... um. Uh, while while you're browsing your your selection your your Sears catalog of fucking up shit, um, uh-huh. so I guess I can look for God machine related output. <laughs> but am I finding that in the finished product? Am I finding what I'm looking for or what I think I'm looking for? Am I finding things that are charged with God machine? Well, what what you are finding is like. It just looks like cogs and stuff. Yeah. But you know that that's the insides of a lot of the sort of god machine beings that you've encountered. Yeah. And that's what you, I think, (laughs) you kind of determine from what you've learned that that's kind of just how you, like, perceive god machine shit to be. Like, you understand that this isn't necessarily what it really is, but that's just how you see it, being a human and being who you are. Um. But it does occur to you, as you're looking at it, that it was just described as infrastructure. It wasn't described as, like, a specific kind of infrastructure. Um, and it's possible that it could be useful to a different god machine. Yeah. So, um... Your goal, after all, is to empower your own force, whatever so that means. does this apron have pockets? It does. Just scooping gears and cogs into the pockets, and it, just it doesn't seem to fill up. Um, it goes in there. You you, you definitely are collecting can reach, things. Can I reach into the apron and pull anything oh out? My yeah. God. Um, it's it's not so much that the apron is bottomless. It's just that the thing you're putting in it isn't real. It doesn't take up space. <laughs> but I can still take them out. But you can take them out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, did we Starla... get bottomless aprons? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Starla clever enough for this. Um, yeah, I'm just taking. That, that sounds like a high low to me. Okay. Mason, how are you getting all that in there? Wow. Uh, not smart enough for that. <laughs> um. So as as you're walking, um, Monroe looks very perplexed, and he's sort of like leaning down and whispering as as you're making your way up the stairs back to the office. And he was like, "I'm beginning to become very confused by this place because you see, 
That man, Walker, I recognize him. He was the second in command of the werewolves. And that president was the leader of the werewolves. And I don't have any understanding of why they would be here, aside from if they were somehow useful to our uh, mutual adversary. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that... Somehow... The fact that he's just become something distinctly not a werewolf is also confusing, because it... If it's them, then then that makes sense to me. But if it's not, then I don't understand why any of this matters. He could be a copy of the real person. Yeah. That's the thing, Monroe, is that God Machine is real good making real convincing copies of real people. And usually it does that when they've been unmade somehow. Like, maybe when you change something, like you took over their territory, you change the future away from what it was supposed to be and the god machine kind of scooped up that future that never was and made a bunch of people took those people that that now exist out of time and then used them as their agents that's what it's doing so the question then and you're not here oh no Mm-mm. oh i'm oh you guys are yeah paired off right i thought this was while we were leaving Shame, I would have liked for you to be there. <laughs> but no, he went to go to the. But yeah, we're we're walking. We are. We're definitely walking away. Apron. I'm catching up now. Okay. But yeah, that's 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 how it works. So those people probably were werewolves at one point, but these might just be copies of real people. But we don't know, not really, until I get up there and I get a good look at them. Well, and around now, Mason, you you decide that you want to be in on this conversation, and they're going up the stairs towards the office. It says. Well, I think it would be prudent just to make sure. All right. I'll take a look. So you arrive at the um, office, and uh, the president is still standing where he was before with his hands on his hips watching the, the things happen. Can I tell from this distance if he is... You can. Machine? Make your roll. And Mason, you can roll your uh, Unseen Sense as well. Um, what do I roll or your... With... Uh, no, it is Unseen Sense. Yeah. With God Touched. I don't remember because it's been a while. Can you just it's tell? your Eye for the Strange. Eye for the Strange. Plus a, a merit point for God Touched. Okay. Sure. I'm back at the thing. So when he says it's going to self-destruct in 15 years, does that mean it's going to self-destruct in 15 years from now? Or does it mean like a long time ago it 19, already self-destructed? In 1935, I mean. I don't know. Time's kind of wonky. Uh, consequently, uh, we should investigate it. Uh, wow, that was a lot. Um, six? Ooh. Exceptional success. Shit. Two? <laughs> Um, so Mason, you have the simple answer, which is, smells like werewolf. Um, Darla. So, you, he definitely is God-touched, but he doesn't feel like an angel. He feels in control of himself. His mind is clear and cognizant. Um, and he feels... There's a, there's a certain um, armor that supernatural beings have around their consciousness that you have started to to get a feel for as you've encountered more of them, um, which is why they're harder for you to read whenever you try and reach out psychically. And he definitely still has his armor intact, uh, and he, he feels for all purposes like a supernatural being. Can I tell if he's a werewolf? Um, I'm not sure that you can okay. um, with Eye for the Strange, but Mason certainly can. Um, and he's just going to lean over and go, I think he's the real deal. He's certainly a werewolf. Yeah. He's, oh. Well, yeah. Um, I'm, he's not He's not an angel or anything like that. And, uh... He's not a... He's not a copy, uh, No. No. He's... Unmade. This is the real man. 
So there is a real person in all this. Yeah, maybe maybe he's working. He's God touched, certainly, like I am. That means he's encountered the God machine, which makes sense because he's running a factory for the God machine. Anyway, but like. We should pump this guy for information. Yeah. So um, at that point, um, Monroe sort of gets a good look and makes his own determination. And he says, uh, Roscoe, you mangy dog, what are you doing here? And uh, Roscoe continues to look out the window, but he tips his head uh, to sort of regard the three of you um, calmly. And he says, uh, I suppose you could say I was waiting. Took you long enough. Well, sorry if I wasn't over-eager to rescue my mortal enemy from a pocket dimension I didn't know existed. Well, you know. Times have a funny way of changing us. And you two. Afraid I don't recognize you. We're friends. Are we? In a manner of speaking. Yes. Hmm. Uh, Monroe uh, walks in and helps himself to um, one of the chairs in front of the desk. Uh, and he sort of like flips his coat out from underneath when he sits down and crosses his feet at the ankles. Sets his elbow on the edge of the chair and sets his chin on his hands. And he says, perhaps we should have a nice chat so we can all better understand what's going on here. And Roscoe kind of rubs a little bit of of factory dust from his nose and wipes his hands on his uh, um, sort of worker's pants, khakis. And uh, he sits at the boss's chair and he says, yeah, I think that might be a bit interesting. Uh, You all kind of uh, look him up and down uh, closer now. Um, Earlier, Abernathy was a little distracted with his need to leave the room. Mm -hmm. He has uh, sort of tan skin with mutton chops, Mm. uh, graying hair uh, that's uh, short but but, uh, uh, uniform length front to back. Uh, He has a sort of stubby nose with a scar on one side. And he wears, for, for a man that is in charge of a facility like this, he wears fairly plain clothes, just a basic sort of Oxford and khakis with a belt. He uh, sets his ankle on his knee and leans back in his chair. And he says, uh, Well, uh, sometimes you make a deal and you don't look too much at the, don't look too much at the fine print. Ah, so that's how they gotcha. Well, it it wasn't really much of a choice, because we'd been chased off, he glares at Monroe, of our ancestral lands that very well belonged to us. It was perfectly legitimate business. The fact that you wolves didn't keep up on the times was none of our concern. And besides, you weren't using it to its full effectiveness. Ah, yeah, effectiveness. You vampires are all about efficiency, aren't you? Well, that's not... That's neither here nor there. We need to know what you're making and how you got yourself into this. And we need to do, put a stop to it. That's the bottom line here. Well, be truth, truth be told, I don't rightly understand what we're making. Stuff comes in, it goes out. Every time I think I understand it, it just kind of... He motions to his forehead and, and pulls his hand away. Trickles away. Yep. Sounds about right. 
But I will say that I've gotten more esteem over the times. Used to be we had guards up and down these halls every five seconds, making sure we were doing the job right. But I guess its attention wandered to newer, more interesting things, and we've been left on maintenance. So you can see I've been working hard getting the actual things out, replacing them with bits and pieces. The infrastructure we're making, cut a little off the top, you can replace it and make other things. Took a while, had to make some deals. But mostly this place runs itself now. I'm in charge. So are you, like, bound to this place? Could you leave if we could get you out of here? Or are you too entrenched? Comes a point you start to wonder if you'd even be real when you go back. Do you want to leave? I suppose I do. But I could be persuaded to stay. Because we could use a man on the inside. I've invested a lot in this. And let's just say I'm looking to make a new deal. Well, we... I get it. Okay. We may have an interested party. That's like, your fella here. And she sort of like motions to the whole infrastructure building. Yeah, I'd heard about that. That's why I thought I should be ready for when y'all showed up. Figure it was only a matter of time. And she might be interested in having a bigger foothold in this game. Is what would you want in exchange for diverting some of these resources towards her? And uh, he looks at Monroe, and he he gives a very business smile, and he says. Oh, gee whiz, I don't know, Monroe. What do I want? Monroe crosses his arms and leans back in the chair. I mean, can you even use that land now that you aren't sure if you're a real person anymore? Oh, I may not be real, but my pack's still real. Are they? Back in the day. You don't, see, you don't understand, Miss Thing, how these things. My name's Darla. Miss. You don't understand just how far-reaching this business is. They can change the times just as easy as I can. He picks up a pen off the desk and draws a line across his blotter. Just as easy as I can cross a name off this sheet. You'd be gone. No one ever know you existed. And everything we done between us, you and me, Monroe, it could be gone, too. That is... If you want to use this facility that I've oh so kindly cleared for anyone's use. See, before when it was full of all them agents and spies, all them loyalists, couldn't have turned this anywhere. But I done my homework and I'm ready to deal. I think she's gonna lean over to um, Mason and go. Somebody needs to tell, um, somebody needs to tell Abernathy that we don't need him to blow this place up anymore. Hold on. Keep in mind, he's invisible. Is Abernathy with us? 
Did you just say he's on the still <laughs> at the machine yeah. that you guys Pushing told him to destroy? Up. Yeah, he's just invisible. Oh no 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 while no no no! no, no. I was instructed to destroy. Yeah, we yeah. Well, somebody. You, you're one instructed of us to push us. the stuff off and then destroy. You're gonna have to get to him quick because I already know what he's doing. Okay, well I'm, I'm just gonna. Yeah, thanks. Nissen ducks out into the hallway and makes his way back towards the <laughs> where Abernathy was. The, the line. And at this point, um, Monroe kind of sighs when he looks at Darla. Listen, it's your choice. I mean, I, I'm not. Um, I wasn't involved. I wasn't even alive when you made this business deal. So it's it's your choice whether you want to go back and make a new deal or. Do some timey-wimey thing to undo whatever. He looks over to um, Ro- uh, Roscoe and he says, Well, I do have the advantage of knowing how things play out, so I want everything east of Illinois and... And at that point, um, well, they go into their negotiating of what exactly the balance of the territory they're trading are. We'll go back to the factory floor. Where Mason is rushing to stop Abernathy from doing what, Garrett? You, in our defense, they're destroying it in 15 years anyways. You are going to have to look for him or call out to him because he is not making, like, vocal noises. Well, sure. I, I know where abouts you are, and I'll just... He's moved. Okay. Well, whereabouts I remembered you being and going. Abernathy. Abernathy, you hear his voice reply from on top of this machine. He has found the highest and also sturdiest point that he can. Uh, and you see, uh, you can see like the very edge of his knife starting to carve strange sigils into the top. Oh, stop, 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 stop. What? Okay, I'm sure whatever you were going to do was really awesome. But we're making a deal to get use out of this facility for red. He had. I wish we could show the listeners the face Gary just got. Why? So that red can make infrastructure and get stronger? Uh, It seems like what. It seems like we're taking a kick to the nuts instead of a punch to the nose. You realize that? I mean, yeah, but we get to kick back. Well, that is speaking my language. God damn it. I'm, I'm positive that in the near future we'll need you to melt some garbage. You, you owe me that. What was going to happen? I just, I'm curious now. A generator, a machine of this size needs an awful lot of power, and I have the ability to direct electricity. I was going to overload the damn thing and make it go kablooey. That would have been really cool. You oh, hear it, from, like, on the other side of the machine's unlimited cosmic power. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to start singing uh, Split Your Lungs with Blood and Don't Thunder. smash. What <laughs> big monster. Um, but if, uh, just leave that unfinished room there because of, uh, What's his name? Double crosses us. I just want you to finish the job, okay? I'm gonna need to finish it. Well, but let, let me finish. Will it. it go off if you finish it? No. Oh, okay. I yeah, just need to activate it. This yeah, is yeah. like this is a central. You know what? It's it's a whole lot of business talk. Yeah, just, I don't need to. Just don't melt you. it. I, I don't. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll just keep going. Are we done? <laughs> Whenever you're done. Uh, give me five minutes. Okay. 
Anyone else want to do anything before I go just back? Po- just popping out from like around the corner, like so we're not breaking it. Who are you saying that to? Us to, or... to to Mason. Yeah, no, not not yet. Unless we want to, need to. That's optional. So we're not breaking it right now. No, we're not breaking it right now. Okay, it's on the well, table if it needs to be. I was just looking for easier ways to do that. Yeah. So we need to. F- Figure out what they're doing to this place in 15 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, supposedly it's going to, I don't know, they're going to blow it up in 15 years? I don't know. Or the God Machine's going to come try and reclaim it in 15 years? It might burn down in 15 years. I, I saw Wolf had his hand up. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, Where is Wolf? Yeah. Do I have to make a roll to convince this uh, angel to fall? He's... You most certainly can. Is he an angel? Is he an angel? But if you do, I need to replan next episode. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, I guess a persuasion. I mean, it. the thing is, for a demon, it, cool, is, burning willpower. it is always the demon's choice. He, but you can persuade the, the choice. That. You can encourage them to make the choice. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead and do yeah. um, manipulation and uh, empathy. Empathy. Okay, that's a that's much better it's than very, the role I was going to do. It's a very good role for Wolf. I think it's how he would approach the situation, and it is generally. I mean, it's a decision made with your heart most of the time as a demon. Oh boy. Okay. Your cold mechanical heart. Whatever you got there, that looks like a heart. Good lord, that's a lot of dice. You got this. I believe in you. Leave in the heart of the dice. Don't do that. That's a terrible idea. Oh, my God. Is that good? Is that a good oh, my God? Yeah. You believed in the heart of the dice. I believed in the heart of the cards a little too hard. Wow. That's six successes. That's six successes. Yes. Six. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't used that Hey, I got six successes earlier, and nobody rang a bell. Did you free a mind from its captor? He just made a new NPC. Okay. Also, it's kind of a big dick move to actively try and create a demon. I don't think Wolf knows that he's creating a demon, but he does know what he's doing in a weird way. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, as someone who has faced this kind of existential shift before, I think he kind of knows he's walking that precipice. I mean, he knows a lot of changelings, and they all acted like this, too. So, um, what do you say? Walker, I, if I am talking to Walker, I hope I'm talking to Walker, and I'm not just talking to a hard drive, because JD will make fun of me for that. Yep. Um, You've done this for a long time, and I don't know, I don't know if you get anything out of this. And it sounds like they put it... You're going to be destroyed in 15 years? That's not fair. Look, I know you're part of the God Machine, and that means you don't really have your own identity yet, but wouldn't you want one? Don't you want to be kind of your own person? It's a lot more fun. Identity? And at that, we're going to go back to the office. So in the office, Monroe and Roscoe seem to have reached a, a certain um, agreement about how things will be altered. And uh, 
at that point, Roscoe uh, sort of uh, claps his hands onto his, his uh, legs and stands, and he says, Well then, there's only one more thing to worry about. There's one remnant here left from the god machine that I haven't been able to extricate. It's just too tied in. It's, it's not just an infrastructure, it's an actual angel left here to oversee Walker. And uh, he uh, walks out into the hallway to the, the stairs, and uh, Darla and Monroe follow. Monroe says, so I suppose you'll need us to clean house for you. says, yep, that's pretty much the idea. I didn't feel all that confident taking on something that strong by myself, but, well, you always could take a punch, sir. So uh, you all step down the, the steps in time to see uh, Wolf talking to Walker. Uh, Monroe kind of steps up and he says, All right, well, it looks like we don't need to destroy the facility, but we do need to destroy this bit of garbage. Step aside. Uh, no, 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 no. What? Identity? It's talking. And the the creature um, sort of starts to, to sort of quiver and shake like it did before. It's unclear what's what's happening, whether it's changing, whether it's growing, whether it's getting aggressive or passive or, you know, becoming something else entirely. I think Daryl's going to put her hand on Monroe's, like, <laughs> on the forearm and be like, hey, just give it a second. Wolf knows what he's doing. No, he doesn't. A bold lie, but an appreciated one. <laughs> Listen, Darla doubles down, all right? Jamie leads over to Wolf. You know what you're doing, right? <laughs> Not a clue. <laughs> um, so at that point, the uh, the being of cogs and, and infrastructure um, starts to sort of uh, bend and, and reshape <laughs> itself. It's sort of grotesque and and un, unnatural. And Do we it's, need to... you, 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 it sort of starts playing, like the sort of, the way it was speaking before was with bits and pieces of, of media from other things. But as it reforms, those things all seem to play over one another rather <laughs> than being clipped for the purposes of speech. It just becomes this hum of noise and and like overwhelming like sensory overload. Mm-hmm. Is it enough for an integrity? Um, it could be. If if that's, I think you can speak to your characters at this point whether this would be something that puts them on edge or not uh, to that extent. I think for me personally, since we've already seen. Um, that other we saw Wyatt kind of implode. I don't think it's really that surprising. Yeah, kind of. I guess idiot. so. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody's gonna roll in. I energy. guess we would have. It's not really the worst thing. We've I guess seen we would have expected point. something similar. Yeah. Uh, and so the and, and finally the clips all kind of settle around a word that just repeats again, and it's it's with a, a questioning intonation that it says fun. Fun, 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 fun. And it's all of these sort of male voices, female voices, all these different things all, all over each other. Um, and uh, it reforms into the shape of uh, a sort of teenage uh, boy with kind of 
uh, long ratty hair and uh, a sort of uh, turn of the century like outfit, uh, twill slacks with a, a, a button shirt. Uh, everything's very neat and tidy and in its place. Uh, his hair is perfectly combed and a razor straight line across his forehead. And he looks up at Wolf with a, a baffled expression and he says, Fun? We don't have fun, we work. We're here to do tasks. What good does fun accomplish? <clears throat> Well, Walker, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And I think that's where we'll end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uncanny Valley Cancer Cell was created by Buckle Nagel and Stephen Pope and produced by Buckle Nagel, Stephen Pope, and Deanna Venable. Editing and mixing done by Stephen Pope and John Tompkins. The players are Deanna Venable's Darla, Garrett Schmickle's Abernathy, Stephen Pope as Wolf, Michael Morris as JD, John Tompkins as Mason, and Buckle Nagel running the game. Hunter the Vigil 2nd Edition is created and published by Onyx Path Publishing. Find us online at Uncanny Show on Twitter and at UncannyValleyShow.com. Make sure to check out other Save and Throw Show productions like Wild Cards or Experience Pointers wherever you get your podcast. And hey, have a good night. <laughs>